Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. You've got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. You're listening to Bo and Dave's Excellent Podcast, Chicago's Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bull and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bull and Dave Show. Buckle up, bitches. It's about to get juicy. You're good years Don't take my advice You never wanted the nice boys Anyway And I'm of good years Alright, episode number 88 Bill and Dave's excellent podcast I'm Dave, I'm your host Bill is on Christmas vacation right now Uh, So I'm flying solo Usually this time of year It's the holidays I like to look back And kind of reflect on All the people we've had on the show Over the year And this year I was a little bummed We didn't get as many episodes in As I had hoped um, but then I got to thinking that, you know, with COVID, there wasn't really a whole lot going on the first half of the year. Not a lot of not, not a lot of stuff in production, definitely no concerts, uh, nothing like that. So it's been kind of a slow year, but we've still managed to have some awesome guests. And uh, this episode is no exception. So let's cut right to the chase. What do you say? All right, we're going to go to the phones right now. We've got a special guest on the line. He's an actor. He's a cinematographer. He's a certified fitness trainer. He's a podcaster as well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Isaiah Frizzell. Isaiah, welcome, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for coming on. Uh, first of all, we uh, we're promoting uh, your your new movie, uh, Blind Fire, which is available uh, from what I understand, in select theaters, but definitely on VOD, which it seems like every movie is coming out VOD. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> first of all, congratulations on the movie. It's a star-studded lineup. Um, can you tell us a little bit about it? I mean, I got the synopsis, but sometimes it's better hearing it from somebody who's actually in the film. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so, yeah, just a little backstory on the movie without giving it too much away. Um, it deals with a... Uh, a call, a distress call that kind of changes the reality uh, for uh, police officers, but also a family involved. But it also shines a light on like a very, you know, current climate in society. That's, you know, it's kind of very, very apparent, very in your face in terms of like law enforcement and society and like the black community. So all those things in one, it really shines a light on and just how it's handled and how sometimes just one call can literally change everyone's lives permanently. Um, again, I, I think it's just like one worth watching it, it, because it's, it's say that again. Oh no, I was going to say, yeah. And it's kind of, uh, obviously it's, it's, I mean, th- that scenario isn't necessarily anything new, but definitely there's been a spotlight yeah. on it. Um, and I wonder, um, from just from being on a set like that in in times like these especially such a a, a tense time uh, as we've had this right. year 
Um, what was it like on set filming this filming this movie? Was it tense or was it was it pretty pretty loose? I mean, obviously, it's you know an important topic, and you, you yeah. want to make sure you do it justice. Um, right. How was I it mean, on set for you guys? Yeah, fortunately, it was like it, it was pretty. It was a great cast and great crew, and everyone was professional. So you didn't really. It, it wasn't this like overcast the right. entire time of shooting it, and um, I wasn't there for for every scene. But I can only imagine that you know there are certain scenes, and when you see the movie, you'll understand. But like, there's certain parts where it's just like it's heavy, it is weighted, and there's no real way of getting around that because it is a serious topic. It is a very real and visceral matter at hand. So there's no way of going around that. But it was still a great cast and crew. Yeah. And just a good time overall. Like everyone was professional, you know? So yeah. it really, this was probably one of my favorite projects to work on. I think in my career, like it, it was, it was cool because of the, the people, you know, and how, again, how everything was handled properly. It, it really meant a lot. Yeah, you know, and 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 I do want to talk about the cast a little bit because and one one th- one reason why specifically is because uh, we always try to find some type of a Chicago tie, and and there's uh-huh. probably one in there with with, uh, with with our guests anyway. There's probably one that we don't even know about, but one that we kind of dug a little bit. We didn't have to do too much digging because uh, the lead character is played by uh, Brian. I, I'm gonna I think it's pronounced Garrity. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah Brian yeah. Garrity, and. Um, and, and Brian Garrity's a guy that that if you know if you if if you're a TV watcher you like watching TV shows I mean you've seen him in yep. Ray Donovan um, but he did yeah. a lot of the Chicago shows um, yeah and and he did you know Chicago PD and that character yep. he, that reoccurring character he played also was in uh, Chicago Fire so he's right. he's done some stuff here in 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 the city and. Uh, um, you know he's 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 a great actor and and I yeah. I don't know if he got any scenes with him but I mean just from the trailer it, it looks like just another great performance from Brian. Yeah, he's he's cool. It's funny because I didn't have scenes with him, but we did have some time to kind of exchange and uh, just kind of you know talk and, and you know shoot the breeze between takes. Um, so yeah, it was very much a pleasure like getting to work with him. Enjoy Lens. She's also uh, she's a delight to work with and she's also a fellow uh, fellow new jersey girl so like it was cool to have that kind of connection uh she's from jersey i'm from jersey so we got to talking about that and uh yeah it was like i said it was a great casting crew and i i think that set spoiled me in certain ways in the sense of just like it was such a breath of fresh air and everyone love when you're on set for certain things and it's hard to walk away from it and you're like, man, I can't yeah. wait to see these people again because we had such a good time. So yeah, that was my experience with blind fire, like hands down. And, and Bethany, Bethany, obviously from one tree Hill and, and Hey, I'm a guy yeah. and I'll admit, I loved one tree Hill. Come on. It's cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great. So we've had some other uh, people that were on that show on, on the show too. So it's, it's yeah. a nice way to connect the dots. And I mean, Sh- Sharon Leo, I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. She's one of the best, dude. She's one of the yeah. best. <laughs> Listen, it was like I said, it was like it was a full cast. And like when I finally got to watch it, I was like, man, this this was it's it's different to see it in pieces and obviously be working. Right. Um, but once you kind of take a step back and you see it from a um an outer perspective, it's it's cool. And my mom, she's been in law enforcement, she's twenty five years veteran, twenty four, twenty five. Oh wow. So yeah, it's it's 
it's that's another kind of piece that I take into these situations or like, you know, projects because I was on Blue Bloods as well a few years back and um it's the same component. You know, it's the same component. So it's like there's a different perspective, I guess a unique perspective that I have in a lot of ways that I don't always realize. But um when I take a step back and I kind of think about what's going on, it's like, yeah, it's 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 different, you know. For it's sure, different. For sure, and and you tend to play a lot of uh, law enforcement, military roles. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously you're 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 in great shape, you know, so it's Thanks. an easy one. But <laughs> um, but I wonder, like, uh, you know, with your with your with having law enforcement family members, do you take it like yeah. a step further? You really want? I mean, is that way heavy on you when you're playing a character? Like, hey, I want to make sure that I play this, you know. <laughs> it's straight. funny because I, I i was going to so when i was in college i had considered um becoming a a, a medical examiner or a criminal profiler it was those two and fbi i was always like kind of toying around with those three and my mom she was very adamant about me choosing one of them and then i was like you know what no i'm good <laughs> so it's always a trip for her to see me play a cop on TV because she knows that I, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't want to go into law enforcement at all. <laughs> she's like, yeah, but you're always playing one on TV, huh? And I know like if I do a good job or if I don't, she's going to critique, but so far, no, no, I have a pretty good success rate in terms of like playing a cop on TV. Um, and I guess it carries, you know, like people, you know, they told me they're like, yeah, you look like cop whereas like you, you have that presence of one. I'm like, that's interesting. Because I don't always see it. Um, but yeah, it's like, I better do it, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, I have somebody watching that's like a professional, so I better uh, step my game up. It's funny because I've, I've, I've had friends that were in law enforcement and correctional officers yeah. and all that. And, and anytime we would watch a movie that involved law enforcement of any type, they would just pick it apart. Like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they destroy it. It is like, as you should. I mean, when I watch certain movies and it's like, it could be anything, really. It's just like, I think when you know something or you're aware, it catches your eye a little bit more, you know, because it's like you, it's been ingrained in you. So you spot it. Um, So, yeah, it's just a natural thing. But, yeah, my mom, she's a, she's a. she's about it if, if something's off she'll tell you <laughs> that's awesome for sure yeah yeah so so you talk about college and and uh i i understand did, did you study uh psychology is that right yeah so i double majored so i have two degrees my one degree is in psychology and the other one is in uh communications with a concentration in digital filmmaking so oh wow um yeah it was so the way it all happened was that i considered like i said being a criminal profiler uh medical examiner or therapist i i had a lot of things that i wanted to do but for one thing i was like psychology definitely has to be there and um, I led with that, but I also like film and acting was, was a thing for me that I kind of discovered late in high school officially. And I was like, well, I want to pursue this too. This seems cool. This seems more like something that I feel comfortable in. Um, and my mom, she's like, well, you better major in something that you can have a job outside of school with. And I was like, okay. So the way I heard it was like, well, do something that you enjoy, but also find a way to make it work for you outside of school. For sure. And that's just kind of what I've been doing since then. You know, psychology applies to everything, even in fitness, I use it. And um, 
I utilize it just in my day-to-day life and I put a heavy emphasis on it in podcasting, but I also use it when it comes to writing as well. Um, so yeah, it's just a universal skill or uh, perspective that I, I rely on heavily. And then the film, you know, everything, it just complements everything else that I do and create. Do, do you ever find it like sometimes getting the better of you? Like almost, you know, when you've got, when you've got, when you've studied psychology, do you find yourself yeah. with, with like a tendency to maybe kind of get, <laughs> got, kind of get in the weeds a little bit when you're, when yeah. you're doing like character research and stuff? Yes. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, you have to take a step back because it's it, be, it can become too much but again once you know something it's hard to kind of switch that brain off sure so the the offset to that or the the counteraction to that is to catch yourself doing it and be like okay i'm gonna stop myself in my tracks and you know regroup because now i'm aware of it being that i have awareness i can now change it instead of me just kind of being automatic you know right so yeah, it's, it's a constant thing. Psychology is a blessing and a curse because for me, I'm always in thought and it's like, sometimes it drives me nuts. Yeah. I can, I can see that. I could see like, you know, getting, getting in your head a little bit, um, you know, yeah. with my dabbling and acting, I tend to do that anyway. I couldn't imagine if I yeah. studied any type of psychology cause I just wouldn't, I think I would go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you're an actor too. You no, you know, I, da- I dabbled a little bit and with, with some improv and stuff and we'd try to develop uh-huh. characters and it's like, I would just get too, too in my head. I just, I'm like, oh, man. You know, yeah, it's just a little yeah. too much, <laughs> but that's everybody in Chicago. I think it, just by living in Chicago, you, you must, uh, a prerequisite is that you have to take an improv class. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, improv is good. I think it just teaches you to not think so much and just kind of like go on a whim. I I always uh, people that like really thrive in improv. I'm like, look, I tip my hat to you because that's a whole different beast to me. It's like to not think and just go. Like I'll do it sometimes, but to have <laughs> if I have to be thrown into it to actively seek it is a whole different ballgame for me. I'm just like, Oh, this, this, this sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. It can be very uncomfortable. It really could yeah. be, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a learned, a learned, uh, yeah. I, I think some of it just like a, a sport of any kind, like I think you're, you're born with it and you have yeah. a, you have a knack for it. Um, right. but it's definitely, you know, you gotta get, you gotta get comfortable with it too. So it's, it's definitely, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those things that like, you know, if it scares you, it's probably worth it. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and as fortune cookie as that sounds, the truth of the matter is, is like, that's where you grow because if something scares you, you do it anyway, you kind of prove to yourself, Hey, I did this. So I could potentially do it again, but also too. Hey, I figured something else out new about myself. Right. And that's great. So it it's it's beneficial, but to get to that point is just like it's nerve wracking for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so I got a question for you, and this is one that I always love to hear. And and I tried I, I try to ask this of most of the guests because I always find it interesting, especially when, when you have somebody that's like by coastal, right? Like so you're uh-huh. you're a Jersey guy, right? How does yeah. how does a guy from Jersey end up in LA making making movies and, and, and short films and all that? How do you, how do you make that's a long flight <laughs> yeah how do you how do you end up in la do you get uh a, do you get work in uh, jersey and it takes you out that way or did you say you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go for this and see what happens 
That's kind of what I did. So back East, I, you know, my career was, was doing its thing. You know, I had network shows, uh, co-stars, guest stars. And since I was 18, I always said that I wanted to check out LA and I'd never been, never been in California. And then finally 2017 for my birthday, I was like, I'm just going to plan a trip and I'm going to stay out here for a little bit and just figure it out and see how it feels. And I didn't know anyone out here or anything like that. I was just like, I'll figure it out. So planned my trip, came out here, uh, just kind of like drove around to see, you know, to just to get a feel of how everything felt on me. And I was like, I like it here. I was like, I like it here. I was like, I'll be back. So fall of 2017, packed up and just came out here. <laughs> I was like, awesome. I'll figure it out. And I think for me, it was, I'm a big man of faith and, you know, travel with, you know, my gut and just, you know, just believing that there's something bigger in store than what I kind of see in front of me. For sure. And just using that as a compass. That's literally how my story went. And it's just like, I always knew I was supposed to be out here. And it was just one of those things where life was crazy in 2017 anyway. And it just really, in a weird way, worked out like in a very strange way it was all very serendipitous and i was just like all right this is what's supposed to happen because everything is very fluid and i tried to come out to la the year prior and no, oh, nothing worked out so i just kind of like leaned into that i was like if it's if whatever's meant to happen will always happen that's that's how i move through life with everything so so, I just really kind of keep a compass on that. How how was uh was it was everybody supportive of it? Like I'm I'm sure family, but like friends, were they like, all right, Isaiah, we'll see you in six months when this when this doesn't work out. <laughs> well, it was crazy because I I didn't really tell people until like like towards the like towards the time that sure. I was getting close to it. But a lot of people knew already that I was I was planning on like I had my heart set on moving out here for quite some time. So people knew. And then when I finally did it, I think a lot of people were kind of surprised. And they just didn't expect it, but at the same time they knew, all right, Isaiah's gonna do what he's gonna do, and that's it. Um, I think with my mom, she had the hardest time kind of believing it slash accepting it. But She's like, she said, she's like, you know, when you have your mind made up about something, you just do it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, I think it through and then I kind of take action there. But there's a lot of internal processing that I do first before, like, I outwardly um, move. And it's a, you know, it's a balance. Having a healthy balance in that is, is necessary. But, yeah, with this, I thought about it for a while and I was like, let's just do it. Right on, right on, and that's. I I always think it's it's such a ballsy move. I think it's I think it's I think it's good. I think it's healthy, and and I think, uh, you know, I I I, gosh, I gotta credit maybe Tony Robbins with this, uh -huh. but I'm sure it wasn't him where he said something uh -huh. about, um, you know, just a comment about burning burning the boats, right? If you, uh, okay. he was like, if you. If you want to be successful on the island or something like that, you got to burn the boats. And I think you threw an expert yeah. in there, but uh, it's yeah. just if you want to take the island, you got to burn the boats, something like that. And I think that that's you know, 
you you make that trip and and, yeah. and kind of follow it. I think that's I, I I'm always inspired by those stories of people that do that, you know, and it's it's pretty cool and I love it. And now you're you know you're in movies and and you're doing podcast you're doing podcasts the Bird Brain podcast. Yeah, uh, I want to make sure we talk about this because uh, you're on a podcast <laughs> and we love podcasts and I think it's uh uh I I I I love the the topic on it i want to congratulate you on 100 episodes i think you're thank over you 100 now congratulations that <laughs> thank you but maybe uh describe the burn the bird brain podcast because uh there's a lot going on with it there's a lot going on all right so the bird brain podcast so the name in itself was kind of um thought out again so the way i think about it is like you know with birds you know people say birds are dumb or they you know excuse my french but like shit for brains and it's like yeah birds don't know anything or whatever but it's like if you think about a bird whenever they're in an uncomfortable climate they migrate you know they migrate to somewhere that's better uh more conducive to their living you know growth etc as people we don't do that you know we we hold on to things we endure things we let things weigh us down so it's like sometimes it's better to have a bird's eye view on things and take flight you know leave things behind that are weighing you down or have a, a bird's eye view on a situation. So with the bird brain podcast, that's kind of like my whole approach. Um, I am, I'm a big comic nerd too. So like the legend of the Phoenix, I'm very much about, and, um, it's awesome. you know, always rising from the ashes, you know, whatever situation you're in, you have potential to come out better and to burn brighter. And, um, well, on top of that, hummingbirds, when I first moved out to L.A., hummingbirds was, was kind of like an omen for me. Whenever I saw a hummingbird, it was um, it just reminded me that things were going to be okay. And hummingbirds themselves are very fascinating, like their capacity, their body weight, and how their wings flap in infinity. So, like, in terms of birds, it's all, like, symbolic for me. And, you know, with the Bourbon podcast, I just kind of tried to find – an elevated perspective on very daily uh, situations that we all deal with. It could be, you know, mental health, um, you know, patterns from our childhood, you know, crappy relationships or just how we move day to day. Something affects you in a certain way, understanding why it actually affects you versus just looking at the situation for what it is. Um, just again, always having a healthier perspective so you can feel better and you can move through life with a little more knowledge of what's going on versus like what you think is happening, you know? Yeah. And, um, on Fridays I switch gears completely and <laughs> I write, uh, short horror stories. So all original short horror stories that I've written and I narrate them. And sometimes I have people on to narrate because I'm like, I don't always want to hear my voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I love it. And, and I love, I love you. You touch on mental health, which is, is kind yeah. of like a four letter word these days. You hear it all over the place, but I, you know, right. I think it's, you know, I, I shouldn't say, I think I know, it's a real thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I love that you're focusing on, on that. And, and, you know, I think, and, in a year like this, especially, but even just in yeah. general, I think people need positive, and I think people need uh, to find things that they can uh, listen to or or, yeah. or watch that they can relate to, and that sends a positive message that hey, you know what, you're not alone, and right. you know, I think that's uh, I I think people that that 
that are doing the, that kind of good work. Uh, I think yeah. it's, uh, it really says a lot about you and your character. And I, and I appreciate the fact that you wow. put that out there. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, I mean, for me, like I said, my approach to the podcast is I never want to, someone to feel like I'm talking at them, but literally it's just us having a conversation about life. Um, because you could go out here, you could listen to gurus, you could listen to these self-help people or whatever the case may be. And a lot of times, from personal experience, it feels like they're talking above you. Yeah. Where it's like they're removed from the situation. For me, I speak from what I experience. And it's like my situation is not unique. And I understand that. Although there are some unique moments, overall, we all experience very common things on a day-to-day basis. And just having a way to talk about that connect with other people and like you said let people know they're not alone because the crazy thing about mental health is like everybody's going through something and a lot of people suffer in silence and that's like this world is too populated for us to just feel like we're alone you know what i'm saying yeah um so i just try to do my best and like handle it with care but also let people know hey you know if this i hope this helps you in some way shape or form i'm not expecting you to be healed but I do hope that you feel a little bit better about what's going on. The the flip side of it, though, and, and I don't know if you get this, but I mean, this is a lot of the reason why we do our podcast is because it kind of, for, for us, it's like we, we just want to put a little bit out there that's like an escape from all the news that you see on TV and everything yeah. like that. And, and maybe just listen to something not related to an election or something like that. Right. You know? right. Um, but do you, right. do you find it like just doing the podcast? Is it therapeutic for you as well? Almost? Yeah. Well, it's funny because being that I talk about my own experiences, it holds me accountable because, you know, I could just journal and kind of keep that to myself. But if I'm showing up, it's like forcing me to be authentic and being brave and being sincere and also realizing that, okay, by you talking, this is allowing someone else to express themselves in some way, shape or form. So there's a level of accountability to myself and others that's created from the podcast, which I appreciate because I, wow, when I started this podcast, I was like, what the hell am I going to talk about? That's going to last past a month. Cause someone suggested it. They were like, yeah, you should start a podcast. Like you, you have good advice, whatever. I was like, nobody's going to listen to me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't have anything to talk about. Stop it. So I finally leaned into it and I was like, okay, um, I'm just going to keep going with it. And every week I would show up and like, you know, being honest about taking breaks, taking breaks mentally, because sometimes, you know, doing a lot in the experiences and current events, it can weigh on you. So just being very honest and very like open, um, because again, my goal and my purpose, I feel like is to help in some way, shape or form. So if I'm going to be able to help, I have to be able to help myself too. And, and, and quite frankly, like I, if only five people listen to the podcast and if only two of them took anything with it and found it helpful, it's worth it. I think, yeah. you know what I oh, mean? Yeah. For, oh yeah. For the time investment that's in it, it's, it's, it's awesome. The other, yeah. the other interesting thing about you is uh, you're a certified fitness trainer and I know people right. are going to be listening and be like, Dave, it's the holidays, dude, chill with the fitness stuff, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> if we were to ask, uh, if we were to ask Isaiah Frizzell, certified fitness trainer, give us uh-huh. one tip for the holidays to just kind of keep some of that weight off. What, what would one thing that's easy to do, what would you recommend? Oh, I would say start before the new year. Yeah. I would say start small. 
Well, it's it's a it's kind of a layered thing. I think before you do anything, it, the important thing is to be honest with yourself, because what happens and what I've experienced and understood, even about myself, sometimes it's like, you know, people see what they see on social media. Like they see this fit body and it's like, wow, this person's stacked. I want to be like that in three months. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, that's cute. But what are your habits now? You know, what do you do now on a daily basis? What's your stress look like? You know, what are your triggers? What do you what do you grab for when you're stressed, when you're upset, when you're sad, when you're happy? Because again, the psychology behind fitness is is like how you operate on a day-to-day basis will heavily influence how you exercise. So around the holidays, it's like just important. It's like look at what you're eating and why. Are you eating because you're actually hungry or are you eating because you're stressed and it's like an emotional time for you? Um, is it comfort? So it's just – I would say a journal helps, like a food journal. Like right write down what you eat for like a week and see see what's going on, see what your patterns are. And then work from there. And it's like, do 10 push-ups a day, you yeah. know, start there, do 10 push-ups a day and work your way up and tell yourself, I'm going to do these push-ups. Don't give yourself an out, like really commit to being better. And one of the things I say to myself is like, you're not allowed to flake on yourself. You cannot like flake on yourself. So just show up. I like that. I like that. That's good yeah. advice. You know, the holidays, you know, just be mindful. And, and, and I think that that's, I think that's awesome. A food journal yeah. and, and just do, and every little bit helps. And I think, uh, as a person that is constantly fluctuating with weight, I can tell you yeah. that the second you start working out a little bit, even if it's a few minutes on the treadmill or the push ups, the second you see results, boy, it's oh, exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You feel better <laughs> about yourself. And I think it's like, it's important to recognize your small wins instead of being like, well, I'm not there yet. So I have nothing to show for. It's like, no, wait, where were you prior before you started working out? Where were you before? You weren't, you weren't doing anything and now you are. So it's like count that because you're making an active choice to be different. And anytime you make an active choice to deviate from your usual habits or from what's easier, that's something to be proud of. You know, it's, it's important to that. We really, take our time and recognize the efforts that we make to be better and it's not going to be the same every given day but it's important like to to kind of like congratulate yourself on those wins parent yourself so to speak like recognize what it is that you're doing constantly recognize what's important to you recognize how you show up that's and once you have that you just you just kind of move with that you know give yourself some grace I like it. I like it. That's a great yeah. advice, man. That's why you're certified. Don't don't sell yourself short. I love it. Um, no. It's, it's uh, I, Isaiah Frizzell, everybody. You can get him on uh, Instagram and Twitter. It's at Isaiah Frizzell. Check out his website, IsaiahFrizzell.com. Uh, we'll make sure we share it and put it on uh, in the notes and all that so everybody can get to it. You can see him on, in, the, in the movie Blind Fire. It's... Uh, I mean, you're gonna, you're, our listeners are gonna check it on VOD, but it, it may be in some Sick. select theaters uh, around as well. Isaiah, is there anything else that we should look out for here in the coming weeks and months? I would say in the coming months, I just finished uh, writing my book, so I'm currently drawing the illustrations for it. So that should be out, I'd say, early 2021. I'm just like dragging my butt about these illustrations, but uh, once those are done, the book 
it's 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 going to be out there so it's called the coloring book and basically it revolves around like what we're talking about life is not that black and white and understanding that your experiences color who you are like you're a very three-dimensional person so embracing that that's um, awesome and recognizing it but it's an adult coloring book so you'll be allowed to just color pictures while you read too so yeah, I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. We'll keep an eye out for that. And uh, again, yeah. catch him Twitter, Instagram. That's where everybody goes. Isaiah Frizzell. Uh, it's at, at Isaiah Frizzell. And then uh, IsaiahFrizzell.com. He's got a great website too. Check him out. Make sure you check out Blind Fire. Isaiah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, oh, man. Thank you guys. Yeah. And be safe and, uh, and have happy holidays. And hopefully we'll talk to you when the book comes out. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys. And like I said, enjoy your holiday and enjoy yourself. Just be kind. All right. Take it easy. All right. There you go. Isaiah Frizzell, a modern day renaissance man. Make sure you check him out in Blind Fire. It's available on VOD everywhere. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Isaiah Frizzell. Check out his website, IsaiahFrizzell.com. And make sure you check out that podcast, the Bird Brain Podcast. You can get it anywhere you get your pods. So uh, that'll do it for us. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. And for God's sakes, leave a review. Four stars, five stars is awesome. One star, it doesn't matter. Reviews help. So take a second and uh, do that. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bull and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bull and Dave Show.